0: Welcome back. Thank you once again for hanging out with us. This is the one and only IT in the D show. I'm your host, Bob Walton hanging out with co-host producer extraordinaire, Randy Walker guest this week, Andy Diderosi. You might know him from the Detroit bus company. You might know him from the tiger in the parking garage guy. You might know him from uh, a lot of, you might know him from TikTok now. Um, but he's one of our favorite guests. He's also one of our cohorts that did the whole Detroit Applebee's thing. So we're we always have a fun time when we hang out and we haven't seen each other in a while. So this should be a fun one. You can find us online, it dot com. Do us a favor, give us a like on the socials, subscribe to us everywhere. Find podcasts are sold. Don't forget meetup.com slash IT the D, third Thursday next week. We're gonna be at Yield Saloon in Royal Oak for a couple more. No cover, no speakers, just hanging out with IT folks two dollar bacon on a stick Andy what's going on bud how you been
1: yo what's up I've been
0: good I've been good I've been surviving yeah. this pandemic you've been busy man you are uh I, I I rank my face I have like whatever friends on Facebook and I have my top five and my bottom five and you are consistently in my top five you're always doing yes. something fun you're always I know I made it oh it's yes. like so MySpace. wasn't MySpace top eight and you had to rank your like friends that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You didn't make the list. You don't like me. I always kept um,
1: Tom in spot number one, just out of spite. Had yeah, had to, yeah. You had to. yeah. I, miss,
0: I miss, MySpace. They should bring it back. I think it's still is it still exist?
1: Yeah, it's it's like a it's more of a SoundCloud thing now. It's like a band page. Um, no, no, but I mean, no, no. Tom just went off and got rich, and now he like isn't you know in congressional hearings. I think he won versus Zuckerberg. <laughs> is he know? real? Yeah, he's a yeah. real human. He's happy oh. and he's wealthy. He so, sold uh, sold for like seven hundred million dollars or something.
2: I mean, he had Justin timberlakes As you say, does Justin Timberlake still on the news in MySpace?
1: <laughs> you know, it's cooler than million billion. Yeah,
0: that <laughs> drop the. That's why I hated the Andrew Garfield Spider Man was because he's the CFO of Facebook. Like it wasn't it wasn't plausible for me. Yeah, you got you need reality in your Spider Man. You know. You do totally. It's like wrestling. And like you can't have like a 170 pound guy dropping super kicks and beating up 300 pound guys. It just doesn't work for me.
1: There was a guy downtown walking with a, a champion belt for wrestling and I just straight up walking around with it. And I wanted to ask him. Instead, I just took his photo a whole lot. Uh,
0: Ro- no, Roz, Roz at the, uh, Roz tonight at Detroit. Oh my God. So he's actually one of them, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah, or- you would, no, no, it's not. He's <laughs> <laughs> probably a fan walking to the.
1: It's oh nice see i thought he was a celebrity I, he's a celebrity to me but uh
0: but yeah so uh, i heard you got some uh sanitizer to unload
1: oh my gosh so yeah uh the backstory in 2020 um the fda lifted the rules on how to make hand sanitizer so that it, we could have more of it and we produced we became the largest producer of hand sanitizer in the city um bought some big equipment bought a tanker truck and uh turns out you can make it way faster and you could sell it i mean we we had a, a great run um, but we have a warehouse full of hand sanitizer now. <laughs> it's Detroit made and, um, you know, high end stuff, high end hand sanity, uh, none of that gojo stuff. Um, so, uh, I mean, drop
0: the restrictions. What does that mean? You can't add plutonium to it or, <laughs>
1: well, um, so it, back in the day you had to be a pharmaceutical manufacturer to make hand sanitizers it was actually very, uh, stringent. Um, and when COVID hit, we couldn't get any hand sanity. And so the FDA said, um now anyone can produce it using these guidelines and they were like pretty simple um uh, and you still have to follow like gmp which is a good manufacturing process but um it made it so lots more companies could make it but we just we had such a huge production line of it and we made so much so fast but we sent semi trucks of it out to like the navajo nation we gave you know thousands of gallons away to detroit police and fire and ems and um it was a good project it was fun and it was cool i i, I love manufacturing you know i'd I'm in the, I've been in the service business my whole professional life, but I think manufacturing is my next thing. I think that's what I'm going to get into.
0: What now, the process of making it obviously, mix this, do that, like put it in the bottle, seal it up. Like, what else do you need to, like, what check boxes do you need to check? If that well,
1: so <laughs> you, yeah, you need to make sure that the um, origin of your materials is high quality, like that they're actually uh, pure. You know, you need to do the record keeping, you need to source your alcohol from the right place, you know. A lot of companies that were making hand sanitizer early on were using like, um, gasoline uh, destined ethanol, uh, which is not good. Uh, way worse. Yeah. This had like benzene in it and like all kinds of stuff. Um, so we use food, food grade alcohol right from the get go, but you have to do that. Um, and it's just about making sure you're doing it efficiently. Like, you know, if you're making 20,000 gallons of it, um, every little step counts. And so we had to, like both get started somewhere so you know the first batch was like bucket and stick um and then we moved on to like a, you know an air mixer and bought the semi and then I bought the old Stubbs barbecue or uh no tunnel barbecue uh bottling equipment um from Windsor and like brought that over and used that
0: that was so. the best i can't believe they closed that food it was that was like my aunt and uncle that lived over in Windsor there was like their favorite restaurant for every birthday for years you can like come yeah. lick the machine if you want. I mean, it's like <laughs> it's still got some residue, I think. <laughs> or a sanitizer.
1: Yeah, it might might be a little alcohol-y now. Um
2: yeah.
1: but we uh yeah, we and we we did some other things like um like electronics cleaner and um it was just it was a fun project. Um we had to give out like three hundred thousand dollars worth of COVID refunds for bus rides too. So uh, you know, that plus the sanitizer equals uh, you know, just
0: about broke even. So what do you mean uh refunds? Oh, for people that pre-bought like tours and
1: yeah, weddings, weddings and corporate events and stuff. Like people will book their bus reservation for the bus company like a year or two in advance. Um, and we had to decide, like, do we put our feet down and just say, like, now we're keeping the money and see you when we see you, or do we give the refunds? And so um I made the decision to give the refunds. Uh, you know, I'd rather be in business for hundred years instead of, you know, pissing everyone off. Um, yeah, yeah. there's some some local service-based businesses that I won't name that decided to keep the money and you know they're having a really hard time now because of the ill will you know um well
0: I mean come on, you know it's hard though
1: because you spend all the money that you know the money that's coming in now for uh, is for weddings in six months, and so that's paying for payroll today you know that's just how the service yeah. industry works is this sort of a, a shell game <laughs> you know they just don't want to be caught shellless. <laughs>
0: So how, how bus business back to normal today? Or are you guys still transitioning up?
1: Well, so we started before the pandemic. We had 15 buses and 38 employees. Um, and now the bus co, I think, is at four buses. I still own all the other buses. We didn't sell any. I can't sell vehicles. Unable to. Um, but we have 14 employees, I think, mix of full-time and part-time. So, you know, um, we're doing a lot more with the fewer buses. Um, But the request volume is enormous. Um, I think a lot of bus companies didn't uh, make it through. Like we lost a hundred bus companies. We had 300 bus companies in Michigan in like 2017. And then 2019, I think there was a hundred less because of the auto insurance problem. Um, And then I'm sure COVID took out more. So uh, plus there's a lot of people excited to go out and do stuff. You know, we're just seeing a huge increase in like, like opening day was massive. Um, We moved, you know, thousands of people for that. um, we're working on some uh, like local shuttle stuff, um, you know, getting people to games and that. Um, and then just a lot of bookings, people going places, you know, getting kids downtown. We still do our uh, free ride program. So um, it's definitely the most requests we've ever gotten in April before. You know, like our email volume is three times what it normally is.
0: That's kind of awesome. I got a uh, business idea for you. Rolling podcast studio. I think it's got legs. You think so? And we'll, in, a, in,
1: a, yeah. in a metal tube? Yeah, it yeah, sounds yeah. good. It's uh
0: when we were kids, what was it? The rolling library or the rolling pool? There's a whole bunch of, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. I think
1: we could make dozens of dollars doing that. Maybe
0: <laughs> I was thinking more t- teens, teens of dollars.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really want, I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, Detroit, uh, the swimmobile. Have you seen the swimmobile?
0: That's what I was talking about. Yeah. The pool.
1: Yeah. 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 So back in the day they had the mobile pool, which is kind of like, um, a big dumpster with like pumps on it. Uh, I think you could do that even cooler nowadays. I, I've always wanted to bring the swimmobile back. I thought about approaching Parks and Rec, being like, "Hey, look, <laughs> you know."
0: That's the. Isn't that what they're doing now with uh, old shipping containers? Now they're selling pools. I thought, like, you, they'll dig into your backyard and just drop the thing in full of water. I think it oh, would uh, work
1: with dirt around it, but if you've ever yeah. messed with a shipping container, the the sides would like blow out. I know you had your uh, shipping container studio. Like we we cut up a shipping container the other day for a project. And, like, those things
0: are floppy pieces of crap uh, when you, like, remove the squareness, you know? Well, that's what we always talked about with those guys was, you know, if you just made, like, a beer haul and, like, a food haul, like, like they had, just out of regular materials, like, no one would care. Right. But it's, like, triple the cost to make them out of shipping containers. But then you get to be in the Wall Street Journal because you're, like, progressive and shit, you know? Yeah.
1: There's that massive ugly thing in Corktown now, like, someone, like, piled, like, shipping containers to, like, the sky. I don't know if it's, like... um uh I think maybe it's the two james guys or something but it's like ugly as shit and they're they're super toxic too the paint is very toxic the it's anti-fouling paint the um floor material is very toxic like they're made to like be on the ocean dude you know
0: anti-fouling um, like you can't like throw footballs at bowling pins that <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah no hamtramck allowed no uh fouling like um like a nasty like uh, algae and uh, particles and stuff I don't know there and it's also anti-rust I mean we when we cut our container up we had like a moon suit on you know because it's super toxic
0: isn't there the house next to Nancy whiskey that's shipping containers that went for like four hundred and fifty thousand dollars or something crazy uh
1: yeah that's well there's the three squared one which is three stories and they're like condos I think or something um and what's funny is it's a stack of shipping containers connected to a normal building cuz they're like building a normal building much cheaper. <laughs> so you get a you get a container porch and yeah, it was like 400
2: grand or some shit.
1: There's a Yeah, the whole
2: idea the whole idea was shipping containers are cheap, let's use them and then everybody liked the idea so now they're super trendy and super expensive. High in demand, yeah.
1: Well, I think it's also when we had a lot of one-way shipping here, like there was like a huge trade imbalance, but a lot of times the containers are going back now. So um yeah, I so got one of the, really big into logistics. I got I got deep into the problem right now, like why I can't get like my Mc McRib effectively, uh, and it comes down it's the it's the chassis, it's the it's the trucks that the containers ride on. There's a shortage of.
0: No. Yeah, and it's just like a tube with wheels. I was like, we could make those here. I won't. Uh, I'm done with the McRib since I was 17. I'll never. That was when they first got first got brought out, and I bought one, and I'm driving, and I'm. It's open. I haven't taken a bite yet. And somebody ran a red light. And for some reason, I'm not looking at the McRib. I'm looking to my right. And I see them. And I slam on the brakes. McRib goes all over my windshield. I averted death. And I've never <laughs> eaten one since because it always <laughs> reminds me of that, that moment 30 years ago.
1: It's like your anti-McRib voodoo curse. That you, totally.
2: you, can't, you can't do it. Because like if you eat it now and you die. On, like the one time you
0: get drunk on doers and just that that smell. You know what I mean? It's the same same effect. Yeah. I get a
2: McRib every season.
0: Just oh, so gross.
1: Every McRib season. Every, every McRib season. And you know, I they bring the McRib back week. when pork gets cheap. That's like the yeah, thing right. that makes it happen. Yeah.
0: I saw a meme today. It's like, I went to McDonald's and asked for a shake. They said, what flavor? And I said, I didn't realize I'd get that far. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I followed the lawsuit on that. Um, it's I thought it was silly, the eight hundred million lawsuit, but um, it's got legs.
0: It's so stupid.
1: I know well it's a company that made a better machine is suing the the monopoly of taylor because taylor tried to jack their software
0: and then when Uh, you hear it like that you're like oh i see yeah there's always something shady one of my favorite uh, times i ever had was when you did a a haunted bar tour and yes uh, it introduced me to like three bars i've never been to in the city and i'm like i completely like champion them anywhere i go so you're still doing drunks of uh drunks of antiquity right
1: yeah drunks of antiquity is definitely our biggest tour um by all measures it's the biggest tour detroit's ever had uh you know i'm kind of a professional of detroit's like tourism history uh, ddot used to have uh, a little tour arms kind of neat um they had a bus without a roof which was sweet in the 60s um but it's been going on 10 years now you know we do it uh, at least once a week but usually three or four times a week i mean we've done tens of thousands of people by now um, maybe hundreds of thousands. I should I should total that all up. But um, for some reason, old bars have real staying power. People love that tour. Um, and then yeah, in the Halloween time, we do kind of the spooky version of that too, which uh, you can't you can't not like. Come on.
0: No, no. I mean, the, you know, they introduced me to the Carbon Athletic Club. I think that's one of. Yeah hands down you know i've been to you know bars around the country and that one stands the test of time it's a phenomenal just the fact that you're driving underneath the bridge to canada and it's like super surreal and it's like this area that time forgot
1: it's right under the stinky bridge you know it's like the 75 like uh where all the marathon refinery and all that stuff is like totally yeah mad max world yeah
2: that reminds me i need to renew my carbon athletic club membership
1: yes you do it's a five dollars of it
2: Fifty dollars to join and thirty dollars to renew. You have to be Whoa. sponsored by four members to get in.
0: Coming up, yeah. I finally went to and I finally went to the uh, Polish Yacht Club. I didn't, you know, didn't realize there was no water around. It was kind of wild. Oh, they let you in because they're really strict about that. Yeah, that I no because I wore jeans. Yeah, they didn't let me in.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. The whole member thing because it's a it's a member bar too, like a private club bar. Oh, did, did you have a member with
0: you? No, I went there alone um on february 1st because i thought it was punchki day and i had the day off oh my god um yeah so so like that's the funny thing i went this past saturday with a buddy of mine we went to the polish sea league and as i'm walking up she's outside smoking and i hear this yelling it's not punchki day today i'm like oh my god you remembered me from two months ago she's like we've been making fun of you ever since i'm like yeah Ah, i deserve it i deserve
1: it good good they like face Paul, my friend the other day, cause she wasn't a member They she was like a historian f- person just wanted to go see all the wacky shit. And they like, they're like, no, can't get in
0: here. So no, they, they must've liked food. you. It was a good, uh good experience. The food was great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. The, the private club bar thing is kind of funny, you know, the mm-hmm. sign the book, uh, be a member, whatever. Cause it's sort of this loophole um, that a lot of bars use, you know, Hamtramck having more bars per capita than anywhere else in the country for a while. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, still german a lot of good bars guy. there too uh, whiskey in the jars maybe my favorite i don't know
0: yeah we we did both of those back to back my german club is like that where it's uh, it's all membership only um, oh yeah they, they're allowed like four public li- uh, liquor licenses a year
1: is that dakota or
0: no no it's uh, the dasv the german american marksmanship club oh
1: whoa what a specific yeah. what a specific brotherhood of people
0: <laughs> yeah yeah no i know it was uh it's from like the 30s it started now wait i'm
1: I'm behind here uh, since i'm I'm not a frequent listener uh are you a marksman
0: are you a are are you an accurate shooter person i did win the, i was the king in two thousand ten um i do not i haven't shot in a couple of, in a few years what was the
1: game what was the game are is this like cowboy shooting or what's the
0: no 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 there's a it's a, it's a tradition that goes back to like early days in Germany where all of the townsfolk would get together at the town square and they would shoot because they didn't know who was coming to get' them, right <laughs> Um, and they would just, and it became this like sporting competition, right? Um, they still have a big party in Hanover. Like they shoot this like wooden Eagle. Um, and so we like, yeah, we put up this wooden Eagle. And if you shoot the head off, you're the Prince. If you shoot the wings off, you're the, like the right and the left, uh, and you shoot the body off, you're the King. And there's like a, you go to all around the Midwest and you go to all the clubs and you got to buy stuff for people and you take pictures of the old ladies. It's, Sick. it's, it's it's super bizarre, yeah. Wow. Um, well, my family was super proud back back in the uh, back in Germany, so that was kind of cool. How German do I
1: have to be? I mean, I'm not a. Oh, no, you a, know. Wattenspie- no, no, it's,
0: it's a social club. Oh, okay, social
1: club. okay. Well, we get a
0: lot of um, just people that are like, "Hey, you know, I appreciate the culture. I want to be, you know, I like shooting. I want to be a member." It's, yeah, I went
1: uh, to I went to that Oakland Oakland shooting club thing a couple years ago, and uh, they have like an old Western town set up, and they put like metal bandits up and coyotes running you you gotta like draw from your hip and yow, 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 you know and there's like they got a guy with a stopwatch who like times you it's a thing
0: so it's- i went to the one there where you drive the golf cart around and there's like four shots per station oh is and that- there's nothing yeah. like yeah nothing like putting a over under mossberg over your shoulder while you're driving in a golf cart yeah
1: <laughs> nobody could get dick cheney doing that no no
0: no no no. <laughs> no and it's yeah no it's all birdshot too yeah no it's fun it's, it's bald mountain yeah if you ever want to go I'll mm. on oh sign like and subscribe i will be there so you've uh you parlayed the whole bus thing this fleet i had no idea your fleet was that big actually and you wrote an app to what manage them i guess talk to me about talk to me about the uh fair box
1: yeah so like you know uh I, I traffic in too much of that Silicon Valley shit, and you know the whole A16Z like software is eating the world. Things like um, bus transit, um, uh, uh, vehicle scheduling, maintenance that got softwareized a long, long time ago, like in the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s. Like it, it fits software really well. The problem is it's been it's been stagnant since then. Like a lot of this stuff is server based. Uh, you pay per seat. You have to like run your own machine. And it looks like Microsoft Access because it is. It's like garbage, garbage stuff. It's like playing Minesweeper on like Windows 95, um, but with like your business, you know? Um, And so we tried all of them. Like I paid so much money trying to book all these different services. Um, We did a machine in our building, we um, tried some cloud based ones. Like I I tried them all because I did not want to build this thing. Um, And then finally, I got fed up during the pandemic. I was like, we got a break here. Um, so I hired my buddy who's a developer. Um, it's built on Mevin. So Mongo express view and node. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just like a modern version of fleet management stuff for vehicle based businesses. So, um, we run the bus company on it. We have a bunch of other bus companies. Um, it just makes your fleet work. Like, um, I described as like Airbnb or, or not really Uber because Uber is instant. Like there's a huge cost to instant. This is more pre-scheduled. So you know, you like request the bus, we send you the contract, you click and you pay the money. Um, it keeps all the, the information organized. So like the wedding broker who books the bus sees the same information that our office does, that the driver does, that the guest sees, you know, before we had big duplication errors where like somebody would submit a form with all this esoteric shit about don't be late for the Masta at 540, you know, and you, of course you forget that, um, and so, uh, so just it chain of custody of information. Um, and, uh, yeah, I haven't pushed it very hard. Um, I'm kind of protecting it. You know, I don't want people to judge it. Um, but we run the bus company on it. We have for the last year and it's wonderful. It's changed everything.
0: So we used, Randy and I used, uh, was it square appointments for the uh, studio, the shipco. Yeah. It's kind of like that where you're like, you got your clients, you, you assign whoever's working in our case, an engineer, in your case, a driver. right and it kind of just it's one like one place to communicate is is you know is there any farther than that like you're not gps tracking the buses are you are yeah so we know where they're going and yeah so we have a
1: vehicle gateway um so you know it's actually this um it's based on this device right here it's a particle um so i'm holding like a little black box with a battery in it um it interfaces with the vehicle's obd or you can just like give it 12 volts um because we found that um, a few things like drivers will never open a an app based thing like you'll have someone has like a new iPhone and then someone else will have like a a, a 2011 Android, you know, that like with the screen hanging off it and you're <laughs> you're never going to have like a consistent device uh, plan for this. And also like now you've got all these complex permissions, you know, with iOS, like locking things down again. Um you it's really hard to get consistent uh gps data which is good like globally that's a good thing that you know the zuck can't get your gps location as easily um but uh it makes this vehicle kind of shit impossible so we went to a vehicle gateway so we always at least know where the vehicle is my whole p- hypothesis with this whole thing is that like if you own a vehicle based business those vehicles are eating you alive like financially you know it's a resource you want to keep super busy Um, and so why don't you know where they are and how much you got paid to make them go do a thing? You know, that's, that's the, that's the big hypothesis.
0: I mean, that's the thing, like what maintenance on one of those behemoths versus a car has to be like just bananas.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: We, the school
1: buses are a little more effective or affordable. You know, we have some like Greyhounds and those are like trying to maintain an airplane. Um, you know, like on your car, a starter would be like 120 bucks and on the motor coach it's 1200, um, and they get like a dollar or a mile in fuel, you know it's just like the costs are are comical, but you know there's no other way to move fifty people at the same time um, it's like
0: it's like flying with spirit, you know
1: exactly, exactly, and by the way, did you see what Ryanair or Frontier or someone made a bid for spirit? And it was only three billion dollars. You're like you can buy an airline for three billion dollars, but if you tried to buy like Tinder, it'd probably be like a hundred billion. you know it's just like it's just funny to put that in perspective that spirit is
0: like affordable, I don't know.
2: It's like uh, JetBlue, $3.6 billion. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Isn't that like Kmart buying Dollar General?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Actually, Dollar General is one of those ones that, like, I, in, um, I what it wasn't Encino Man, um, Demolition Man, uh, where every restaurant in the future is Taco Bell. Like, yeah. I think every store in the future is going to be Dollar General. Like, if you've ever been to rural anywhere, yeah. there's more Dollar Generals than anything
0: else. So we used to have a cottage up in the Thumb. And usually once a year, every other year, I like to take a trip around the thumb and kind of look, go to the old restaurants, walk the pier, yeah. stuff. When I was a kid, you know, I teach my kids now, hey, this is where we used to go to get ice cream. This is where yeah, you yeah. know, and uh, all like the IGAs and the little farmers markets. They're all Dollar Generals, and I'm like, what in the blue hell is go-? you know, every it, one of them? It, it's nuts to me. Like that's you talk about like food deserts in the in the inner, you know, in Detroit in the city. But I'm like, if you're up north and like your only food option is broasted chicken <laughs> or, or dollar general. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's one restaurant and you have like a dollar general.
1: Dollar general does have steak. And I've heard the way they make the steak is they use meat glue to glue like off cuts of meat to make like a steak together. I want to try one. Like I want to cook one.
0: Let's have, let's have a bar. Let's have a cook off. Let's suve it.
1: We're going to shoot wooden eagles and we're going to sous vide a, <laughs> a dollar store steak. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it falls apart and the and it just becomes a, a you know chuck roast or whatever. I uh, you when know, I,
0: I, f- I get down YouTube wormholes and I see like there's always like gourmet chefs that try to like make a nice meal out of like dollar food yeah. yeah.
2: What are you gonna say, Randy? I was gonna say when a celebrity chef uses transglutaminate to glue bits of meat together, they can charge, you know, fifty bucks a plate or more. And, yeah. you know, he has got drizzle drizzle salt p- off your elbow and then you can charge yeah. a buck fifty for it. <laughs> Buy it a dollar general for Dollar fifty. Right. You
1: knew that. You knew that word. You knew the
0: meat glue word. Yeah. That's that's exactly
2: it transglutaminase. Ugh.
0: It's no MSG. I'll put it that way. Mm. Um. So what's up with the uh the student race team? Like you did the, did you do the cannonball run or what was the thing that you did way back when?
1: Um. So I had the thunderdrome. So that was the big event. The big. Or was it
0: the team. gumball? Or was? Oh no, it wasn't gum. Okay.
1: Well, way back when, like, I don't know if you're thinking about, like, like, 22-year-old Andy. I did the Target Trophy, which is like a California kind of cannonball thing. Um, but then I, I hosted on that abandoned Velodrome. I had the um, moped, go-kart, uh, minibike race, the Thunderdrome. We had, like, 5,000 people, uh, a race show up. So that was the old abandoned um, uh, cycle track uh, at yeah. Mound Road Now to Drive. Yeah. Um, so this is Detroit's school kids racing real cars against, like, rich white guys um and winning usually um and so it's endurance racing it's called the 24 hours of lemons um you're only allowed to spend 500 bucks on your car all the safety gears unlimited though. So you end up spending like 10 grand um but it's a it's a race all weekend like saturday and sunday like the 24 hour Le Mans, like but shit cars um someone called me shit car Willy wonka the other day and that really stuck with me i quite like that um
0: yeah, i kind of like that it sticks
1: but i was racing for myself um for years you know i have like uh you know a bunch of race cars and you know it'd be me and like two guys and we'd be out there in the wilderness like racing um uh you know around the country and it was fine and then i was like i want to give kids a leg up in this and like you know maybe the next um lewis hamilton like goes to a dps school or something um and also like uh, just being connected to the automotive space and to engineering and to STEM and all that is just valuable, like period. And regardless if you're going to be a race car driver or not. And so we put out this idea, we got um, four kids signed up who are totally like hard in the paint, like they show up every single thing. Um, and we've taught them how to drive a race car on a track um, at speed, like how to build it, how to fix it. Um, we've done three races now with the team and they just scored 10th place in class um, uh, just two days yesterday. Wow. Time is a lie um and so, so like going
0: it's 24 hours of driving straight where are they going
1: well so they're on road courses so this was against 109 other cars um and it's in pittsburgh there's this big road course called pit race um and then we do it like um on the west side of michigan at a place called gingerman which is near south haven um you know they're around it's the series happens all over the country um and so um super crisp which is the new japanese like sort of street food restaurant in midtown they sponsored us for the year so they took care of all of our expenses um the lemons people let us race for free instead of paying the like two grand entry fee so this long story is to say like now that i'm racing with these kids all of a sudden there's like 30 people with us at every race and like you know it's no longer like the selfish endeavor it's like this team thing um and the vibe is just completely different and it's maybe the best product i've ever worked on you know um small impact like fewer kids than normally like these big things that we do at the bus company um but like i've got to watch these kids like grow and change and start businesses you know and like just um uh sort of bend the trajectory of their life towards better you know
0: so is it like uh oh, i know you got the one that car uh car detailing right you're running it out of your uh your warehouse
1: yeah yeah to marcus um he's 15 uh he's always had a dream of being a car detailer um so we had some detailed people like show him how to do it he does like two a weekend um so it doesn't conflict with his school um and he's like rich it's like all tax-free you know the money goes straight to him um <clears> like edit I, that
0: out randy <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah well come
0: i'm looking at arrest. those so at those 24-hour races i'm looking at it like a road trip right and if i'm on a road trip i'm getting a, a red bull and a smart water and a slim jim and a funyuns and maybe like some combos or something else and that's like you know i'm like a 10 year old with a hundred dollar bill at the gas station. Like you, what, what goes on food drink wise when you're on like a 24 hour track That so to me, that's like, it's. has been, I've driven to Florida before and it's like, it's hell.
1: So what this, what this is, is it's four to six drivers that change out. So you have to fuel the car, you know, so it'll burn a tank of gas in like two and a half hours. Um, cause it's doing a hundred miles an hour, you know, in certain, like it's a whole course that's three, four miles long. um, and so, thankfully, Mike Ransom, being our sponsor from Ema, he came out to the race this weekend and cooked for us. Uh, so we had like high-end burgers, and he made Mexican food, and he had a whole lot of honeybee. Um, what, uh, a lot of real
0: salty foods. So i we to pee so much. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah.
1: You just got to let it go when it's when it's <laughs> when it's your time, man.
0: Um, now, do you guys all have stadium pals? I got to you know got to ask the important questions here. Stadium. Oh,
1: I was like, what are you? Uh, capital S, capital P. Um, uh, no, we, we just time it just right. You just go right before you get in the car, uh, do your thing. And there's a porta potty literally like five feet off the course. Usually like I had to like duck waddle my way to the, to the, uh, to the port john Um, but no, it's a, you're only in the car for two and a half hours. So it's not that big of a deal. Um, and oh, these, okay. these kids are, you know, in their teens, the, the mentor drivers will race too, because we don't have enough students yet with their license. So like I drove a little this weekend, um, but uh but yeah really it's 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 about getting them out there so like Noah he's like wearing the headset all weekend um radioing into the car being the spotter the engineer you know he doesn't want to drive he wants to be like the strategy guy. Tamarcus wants to do crew chief stuff you know um um changing wheels and tires and everyone sort of finds their niche and we went to this place that you would love Bob um Quaker steak and lube have you oh, been, I've to, been there before? You've been yeah, there I've before?
0: Been. Yeah yeah absolutely.
1: So we took the whole team there and they have the uh spiciest wing ever the eat heat which is um a scorpion pepper wild berry wing um i had that 24 hours ago and i'm still in gastrointestinal distress it it's <laughs> it was it was something else man um i actually thought
0: of you i thought you would really enjoy that buffalo is hot for me just for the record I am oh not so you're not a spicy food guy then no rainy no. i am not
2: i like spicy food tom lawrence would probably love it i wonder if he's been Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, Tom Lawrence drinks like blow it out your ass hot sauce that like that brand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he can shit himself on YouTube, you know, when he's doing yeah. one of his famous YouTube shows.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 He <laughs> is famous now. Speaking of famous, what, what's up with you? You're a grown man for crying out loud. How do you get famous on TikTok? I don't know, dude. I the
1: I was walking out of there the other night because I bought this car factory on the west side of the city, um, which was an envelope factory for like 50 years. And um. I made a 15 second TikTok. I literally said, "I said, hey, I bought a car factory, a huge one, and we're gonna fix it up and put it back to work." That was it. That was the whole TikTok. And I like posted it. Go to bed. Wake up the next day. I had like 150 thousand followers. So um, what? Uh, did like Reddit pick it up? Where did Where did it get seen? No, the fucking algorithm, you know, because the it's TikTok is a high speed Chinese behavioral profiler. You know, so like yeah. it basically learns exactly what you like, and then it just cause it's 15 second cuts. Usually it needs a huge amount of these to show. Um, and so it, the first cohort who saw the first batch of views must've really liked it. Um, and then followed because there's certain actions that like really step on the algorithmic gas, you know, following is like the gold standard. Um, sharing is the second and then like watch time and likes are, you know, good comments don't really cause much of a difference. Um, so I just hit the lucky the lucky strike on that one, and the videos that I've posted since then have done extremely well. Um, you know, I've got a little bit of a method. Uh, been on social media a long time, so you start to learn what works. You know, you can't be too positive, you can't be too negative. You just got to be right, right, but just cynical enough. You know? We
0: had a guest on here that um, same thing. I was by accident. He was doing skateboarding videos, and he ended up going to Marvel, Marvin's Marvelous Museum. Oh yeah, a lot. Yep, and and filming stuff. Yep, and he got Randy. Do you remember the number? Was he at like a million or two million followers, subscribers, something like that? It was bananas. Quite a few, yeah. And one of the things at Marvin's was like depicting violence. It was like one of those, you know, those old nineteen yeah. twenties quarter machines, like decapitating or cutting a hand off. Yep. And he deleted his entire account for like violence or yep. whatever the the word was. And like he's like screw it, I'm done. You know that was it. Uh, three quarters
2: of a million followers is three what quarters. Like yeah, but still it's a lo- It's insane. Yeah. yeah,
0: you have to be you have to be
1: insanely careful. You know, um, a lot of people like see TikTok as this huge explosion of um, uh, views and like there's no there's nothing else online you could do right now where you could be a zero a zero person and post a video and get eight hundred thousand views. Like there's just no there's just not a single other platform that'll do that. Um, but you have to remember it's it's a Chinese owned company. That has all the same Chinese um, social credit score, you know. Uh, uh, stick to it, and they they desperately want to keep um, people safe on the app. Like they're and they're willing to just destroy
0: any creator because they have them lined up around the block. Andy, um, about a about a month ago, Andy, I put up a thing on LinkedIn, right, the old school old man LinkedIn, and somebody made like a, a, a Tommy Tommy Callahan Jr vp of brakes pads at you know callahan auto yeah, parts yeah yeah, and i just screenshotted it and i said i hope linkedin has a sense of humor and keeps this up we need more of this these days it got to 600 i think 600 at the end of it like i was freaking out when it hit thirty thousand. i think it ended at 600 000 views of that of my post like five figure shares and I'm like, what in the blue hell is going on? Like I'm, it, I'm getting nonstop notifications for two weeks, but you're a celebrity, the, Robert. That's t- <laughs> of a stupid Tommy Callahan. Um, but I'm like, it, it's good. It, it's ridiculous how this stuff happens. You know, someone
1: on, someone on the TikTok told me that I was, I looked like and sounded like Ray Zelensky from, uh, uh, the from the Tommy Boy, um, and I was like, nah, make, bullshit.
0: Make pads for the working man, because that's what I am.
1: Exactly, because I, I I get a whole I get a whole personality on doing these videos, and uh, I was like, nah, bullshit. And I went and pulled it up, and I was like, motherfucker, he's right. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I I will take it as a compliment, whatever. Um, well, that's the
0: thing so. with like YouTube. Tom talked to Tom Lawrence a lot, and he always tells me like, you need to make it's not only the how you put it out consistently, but they want you to make time-wise consistent but they want content consistency yes so he was trying to do like business review stuff you know and they, they weren't taking it they wanted his tech stuff and his open source stuff and uh it's just weird to me like they differentiate the content you're putting out and put it in buckets it's, yeah well you know?
1: well so it's like it's like um that thing where people feel as though um facebook is like listening to your phone and then you know big base, based their ads based on like what they've heard on your phone they um, absolutely do well the truth the truth is that they don't need to because you just give it all to them by going to the websites you go to and um you know clicking the things you click and also like people who are friends of yours the sites they go to influence what you see and so like maybe you didn't search a thing but your you know wife did um and so she's in your cohort um So they don't need to listen to you. Like you've just give it all to them anyway. Um, It's the same with this. So like YouTube doesn't know what tech is. It just doesn't. I mean, they have like some tags, but they just don't know what that is. But the the subscriber base that he has are not watching his business content. They just see that on the feed and they go, nope, you know. And so they don't even need to categorize Tom. They just know what his people watch and don't watch. And it goes into the shit pile, you know.
0: Do you ever watch? Uh, it's on YouTube. I got it stuck in this wormhole. I was telling Randy about it last week. Um, the Vice Informer, where they put on like that rubber mask and they change their voice and they like, you know, ask all these people on things you can't really talk about. Like this person was an escort. Wow. This person was mafia in Ireland. This person was well. The one was I was a content moderator on Facebook. Oh, and it f- went wow. about 15 minutes on the PTSD that this human being got because of the 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 level of I guess just shit that they have seen um and stuff they would have to and just non-stop. Imagine like the last the last sequence in Clockwork Orange, right? Yeah. Where you got the toothpicks in your eyes and they make you watch all this god-awful horrid stuff to make you cleanse it out of your system. That's basically your job all day long. I'll and, and-
1: I'll do you one better. You know who who this job um a friend of mine was the head of Um, like HR for this company um, for OnStar. And uh, they basically hear people die all day. Like they, you know, the car calls OnStar the minute you crash the car. And so you just like, you have an entire shift of people's last words and they're like fucking Chevy Aveo. No, they don't have OnStar. And they're Tahoe. Um, And so they'll do an hour on and then like an hour or two off. And they have like hot tubs and billiard tables and snack machines and all that. Cause that's your job. (laughs) It's, It's dark, man. Black Mirror's here, dude, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I could it's bad enough working in a hospital and you gotta deal with it, right? Let alone right. like you have no I don't know what's worse, right? Having a personal connection because you you're at the hospital or just like this nameless, faceless. It's kind of like watching a bad movie and you could care less if that crappy character falls off a cliff because you kinda giggle a little. You know what I mean? Right. You get this weird, like, sense of false reality. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's totally becoming Black Mirror. It's it's um that that could that show could not have been more prophetic at the time it was released oh my like, god bananas <laughs> yep like
1: fruit. yep nailed it uh and i went and rewatched watched episode and yeah it's like almost 10 years old now i think it's like 2011 um the first season came out and i was like wow that's that's a very long time that ago long ago yeah it was you know and and i have some other data do you know fight club came out in 1999 like Fight Club is many decades ago now.
2: <laughs> we don't talk about Fight Club. Oh, ah. Ah. The game. I well, just that lost was the game. You know, someone oh, said geez. something about
0: like the car is old. It's like twenty years old. I'm like, you realize you're talking about like an O2 car. Exactly. Like, this isn't. The, you're not. The 80s was 40 years ago. They're like, oh my god,
1: you know. Yeah, if the car starts with a two, it's a it's a new car to me. That's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't care. Well, okay, that's
0: so what was um. I don't know the math in front of me right now, but like five years ago when we were talking about this, like, you know, the movie Christine, right? It's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Love it. Right. Um, if the movie Christine was remade today, it would be like an 08 Firebird or something ridiculous. <laughs> like, like, cause the <laughs> level of, cause although, cause that movie was what? 82, 84. And it was a 55 car. So if you look, it was like a 27 to 28 year old difference. Maybe it was like a 97 Firebird, but regardless, like it, just, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. Right. And they're listening to a, uh, what would they be listening to? Ninety-seven, like Goo Goo Dolls, and like that's like yeah, the ominous yeah, song.
1: Like, yeah. Oh my God! What a boring movie. <laughs> you know, right?
0: Right. It would be the whole worst. Like, it's kind of like Cujo. You look at some of those movies that got made. It's like could, that m- movie makes absolutely no sense. Like today, you know. I don't. Pet cemetery. The Pet cemetery. Oh, they tried. They remade it like four times. It's off. It's worse each time they try to remake it.
1: Yeah, it wasn't even the the first time around. Yeah, yeah. You got it.
0: Still creepy though, for sure. Yeah, anytime a dead yeah dead cat's coming in her house, they're like, I'm done. I am done. So what else is going on? You, uh, life is good post-pandemic, post, uh you know, I guess you're bathing in uh, sanitizer. What else is going on?
1: I got all the sanny. Um, Oh, this thing behind me, you can't see it on the on the podcast. Obviously, there's audio, but this is a chart of all the weeks that I have to live. Um, You know, it, it, it says that I'm going to be 87, roughly. I posted this online, and it went crazy viral because I guess, like, Thinking about how long you have is, is scary because I color a weekend every week. You know, I'm trying to. So um, so this thing here, uh, we actually might turn this into a product <laughs> because I made it and the Internet really loves it. Um, so I guess to, all, all it is to say is uh, uh, I'm very I'm very nihilistic now, Bob. Um, no, it's um, it's weird. I kind of have this like slight agoraphobia, like getting back into, into polite society. You know, I like went to an event the other day and I was like, this is too many people. Uh, this is just too many. Um And I wonder how long that lasts or like what the long tail effects of that are. Um I've been rock climbing, which uh, makes me feel better than everyone else. Cause it's like this cool millennial exercise thing, you know? So it's kind of the REI crowd. Um So yeah, trending in the right direction, mental health, health, if
0: you ever want to have fun, Google a uh, poop on top of Mount Everest. It's a, it's a brilliant thing. It's like the, uh and they put like their flag in, in their little, 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 in their little turd pile. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a, uh, and did you ever, did you ever read about that? Like the, de- the, the amount of dead bodies that are still there. Well, they use the dead
1: bodies as like a waypoint. There's like, they're like, oh yeah, you gotta make a right at orange jacket, you know? Cause they're like, they're going to be there forever. My, one of my favorite phrases in the universe is every dead body. I'm on Everest used to be an ambitious person. <laughs> it's like, it's just so good. You know, when I, and every
0: time I think about that, all I think about is Mr. Deeds, uh, great uncle, um, there's oh, one right, of my, one right, of my right.
1: he, he freezes on there. He's like an yeah, ice. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, Mister Deeds is a classic film. Oh my very god, very
0: underrated. I think very
1: underrated. It was like That's Richie Rich cool. with Adam Sandler. Yeah, but Richie Rich sucked. But Adam know, Sa- Adam Sandler was just banging out the hits. I mean, Billy Madison, uh, Waterboy, Mister Deeds. Like, come on, those were Happy those were, Gilmore. Happy, of course, Happy Gilmore. There's Art. Mm-hmm
0: perfect art now he's like now that he's signed these netflix deals it's like they're it's almost like your favorite band like you know their first couple albums are amazing right and like then the record label gets a hold of them and said hey you sold 10 million we need an album in two weeks he's like i do oh got shit and they put out this just hot garbage and that's what adam sandler is doing now i think like it's i think they're doing it to mock like (laughs) back because they're like you just paid me a hundred and what did he get 250 million for like four movies yeah yeah and he's like i'm just gonna fart on a i'm gonna get a hand fart for two hours and that's gonna be your movie
1: yeah here it's a gangster movie about a jeweler here you go (laughs) (laughs) get that one out of left field yeah
0: Uh, i'm gonna hand fart for an hour then i'm gonna get the girl at the end yeah and everybody's gonna like it
1: it's like uh it's like that south park episode about indiana jones you know i remember you remember that one they, uh, George, George Lucas was going back and screwing up all the, uh, classic films like Indiana Jones. I can't, I can't replicate some lines from that episode on here, but it was like that.
2: That's was- like okay, I already have one F bomb to bleep. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> um, but that was the, that, and that's going, hitting that. That's another thing. Like what Spielberg stole. Like if you, did you ever see the side by side comparison to like the 1950s movie that uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark stole from? Oh, yeah. 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 Like Carbon Cop. Yeah, like literal, like nothing changed. Identical, at least Weird Al like mocked it, you know, in UHF. But like, there's so many of those movies that, like, I, I don't. I haven't talked to you in a while. This was a huge topic of the show for like six months. Was the movie Zero Hour?
1: Um, oh, the 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 anti-terrorist one?
0: No, 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 no. This is like a 1950s airplane movie that oh. the Zucker brothers bought and made it into airplane. And just added the one liner. So if you watch the black and white version, like here's the little kid in the cockpit, and he's like, wow, I've never been in a cockpit before. Then usually, you know, then it's over going, you know, do you ever see a grown man naked? So you're watching the black and white version waiting for the one liner. And like the guy that, like Kareem Abdul Jabbar was like an NFL player. That's why Ted Stryker's flashbacks was like World War II planes, because it it was this movie that was showing like it was little, all the love scenes, everything verbatim except the one liners that makes it 400 times funnier so just watch go to YouTube and go zero hour airplane side by side you will piss your pants and it'll like you literally have to watch it once a week because it's so <coughs> you can't get over it you, you literally know, can't get over you just how cost funny me an hour it and a half
1: you just cost me an hour and a half of, <laughs> of total total joy I love airplane 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 uh, made me laugh like naked gun and stuff made me laugh in a way that nothing else makes me laugh like um something about it I mean Leslie Nielsen come on
0: Well, that was a, who was, Rogan was talking about it, where it's like, is comedy movies. When's the last funny comedy movie that you've seen is comedy dead. And they had this big, long argument. And I'm, I'm thinking back, like, what's the last really funny movie you saw? And the one I'm thinking about, maybe it was like 2011 ish, 12, Mm -hmm. you know, like there was a few of like the super bads, but it was super bad. It wasn't hilarious. I think it was just well-written. Um, but like Hall Pass, I thought was hilarious. But it was, you know, it went, it followed the whole Judd Apatel thing where it's funny for a half an hour, then you got to follow this stupid
2: love story that uh-huh. nobody cares
0: about, uh-huh. right? I just want Dumb and Dumber sometimes, you know? Yeah, I mean? I'm trying
2: to think. I think Spy in 2015 with Melissa McCarthy, where she works for an intelligence agency and ends up in the field. I didn't
1: see that one. Oh, I just Florida. went to see Jackass Forever. That had me laughing hard enough to. I right.
2: yeah, that's a different type side. of movie, but yeah,
1: it is totally different. Well, and also I. It took me like half the movie to figure out that they were just recreating all the the stunts from the first movie. Um yeah. but that's also a very specific thing like I'm 35 like we grew up watching Jackass and the Bam Margera show and CKY. Like I think if I came into Jackass now I w- I wouldn't even try to watch yeah. it. Like it'd be like uh the Rob Deerdeck show. You know, I just wouldn't it just wouldn't but there's something about these guys, you know. Nostalgia is an extremely powerful drug.
0: Well, I remember seeing. I was in my mid twenties, I think, when I saw that movie in the theater. It, it, you know, for it was godlike for me. I mean, that was because here is the thing: it was in the era that we're thankful enough that uh, smartphones didn't exist when we were in our teens, but we had like that shitty VHS camera and what, like, in one, every group had one friend that had one, right? Right. And we'd videotape ourselves going to the grocery store, or going through a drive-through. Or like knocking over snowmen, which is still on YouTube right now. If you look up my name um, <laughs> on YouTube, um, <laughs> I like think it's like ninety four, like snowman hunting. Um, but like, could you imagine if like that's what Jackass was? They were they were taping themselves doing stupid shit, um, and made it made a career about it. I mean, he was in Ru- he was in WrestleMania for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, think about the, like the the staying power, dude. And he had a couple of good movies, man. The Ringer, I thought The Ringer was great. Like I love really, The Ringer. I it love was, the ringer. Yeah. Very underrated. I thought, uh, did it, you know, even like I, I those trash Miami Vice and all those, I thought Dukes of Hazard was fun, you know, because it had the, you know what? Beer Fest. That's the last funny movie. When was that? Oh, six.
1: Oh, Beer Fest was really funny. Oh, yeah. my gosh. That's all coming back to me now. Yeah. I what think a core memory. Uh, um, Super Troopers, like the
0: first one, like that was phenomenal. Yeah. But that's again, that's oh eight. Ah. Someone, uh, you know, what someone had was a, the, a menu board. I saw a picture of it. I'll text it to you. It's like, you know, like the old diners where it was like hamburgers, 25 cents with those red letters. And it was like H.J. Ten dollars. B.J. 15. to <laughs> Z.J. Like you can't afford
2: it. Like did the Wait, what's a Z.J.?
0: If you don't know, you can't afford it, baby. Yeah. If you it's don't her. know, you don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, uh, you know, you don't know that scene. Oh yeah, here I just save it. Oh, it's it's one dollar, and it says, "Look at it." Two dollars, touch it. Three dollars, watch me touch it. Four dollars, touch it while I touch my toes. Five dollars, touch it while I touch your toes. Ten dollars for an HJ, twelve dollars for a BJ, fifteen dollars for a ZJ. There, that's it. The, it's on the, this Coca-Cola menu board. <laughs> high, high culture.
1: You can't you can't top that. It's just all downhill from now.
0: I'm texting it to you right now. Um, no, no, it is. So. Uh, we're running out of shit to talk about speaking of downhill so i'm gonna cut you <laughs> loose man i can't thank you enough for the time spent um the, Det- the detroit is the bus company you got it Fairbox, that's f-a-r-e box.io yep. is the uh, app company and then uh you know you're always up for a follow on the facebooks and, and all that other good stuff so
1: apparently i'm top five so i'll keep it good
0: yeah yeah no no it's it's it, well it's entertaining uh, that's all i want uh, don't bitch about politics don't complain about you know tell me a funny story and tell me what you're drinking and eating that's you know that's pretty much my life on facebook
1: my big project this week is we have a goose a canadian goose nesting in our backyard i'm gonna set up a goose cam so you you heard it here you heard it here first goose cam 2022
0: i don't know it's goose cam entertaining i don't know
1: it's gonna be it's gonna be because it's right behind Marshall's bar. The goose is and basically knowing trying you, to live it. Out knowing you,
0: bar. you're going to build a house for it. You're going to set up like this whole movie Hollywood studio thing. It's going to have Wi-Fi. Yeah.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. I love Marshall's. That's a good dive bar.
1: Yeah. Now you can go see the goose, the
0: Marshall's goose. So, Andy you appreciate the time spent. Um, I can't thank you enough. Seriously, you're a friend of the program for life. And uh hope to, you know, definitely the next time uh, you do something big, we'll, uh, we'll bring you back on and we'll... uh We'll talk about it again.
1: Thanks, my dudes. Dollar store steak, it's on.
0: Oh, you know what we got to do? We got to go for dollar marks at Detroit Applebee's. That was one of my, uh, one of my highlights of my uh, last ten years of my life. Was it was that whole Detroit Applebee's. thing. Are we
1: gonna make new T shirts though?
0: Mine still, I think mine still fits. I don't know. I might have to stretch uh, it out a
1: little bit. I got my COVID twenty on, so I don't know if I'm gonna. I don't know if mine still fits, but I'll I'll, I'll take a look for it, or I'll, I'll, make, a new, a I'll make a new make new one.
2: Because this was before my time.
0: Yeah, Hoffman still has the print, so we can uh, we can still get him to make Perfect. some. We got to call um, the news, though. We totally do. If I think if you still Google my name and like Applebee's, like that quote still there, like the th- Detroit's got to throw a parade. This is huge news. I can't believe they quoted me. And they
1: <laughs> Applebee's corporate Again.
0: still still you know
1: they still cherish you Ooh. as their top Ooh. contributor.
0: Who were those guys? Um, But hey, we're going to wrap things up for episode 434. We could sit here all night talking about stupid stuff, but I'm sure you guys want to hit the stop button. So on behalf of Bob and Randy, do us all a favor. Drink up your drinks. Get your phone numbers. You don't got to go home. You just got to get the hell out of here. See you next week. Drive careful. Beat it.